This is County Fire Insight for Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. Hey everybody, welcome to County Fire Insight. It's always a pleasure to get in front of you. As always, we want to talk about the topics that you want to hear. So if there's anything we don't mention in this broadcast or anything you're interested, please reach out to Tracy Martinez. Just send her an email and uh, either ask a question for this session right now, we'll do it live, or ask one for a future session. Course is always an urgent, you just need some information, make sure you use your chain of command. We'll make sure we get that information down to you. Veterans Day is coming in just a couple of days, and I was spending some time thinking about the men and women in this department that's that's served in the US military or has children or loved ones that are deployed currently. And I just wanted to say thank you for your service, thank you for your family service. Thursday is a day of of uh, of recognition for those individuals. We want to make sure that we're honoring them as a fire department, but thank you for your personal sacrifices. We do appreciate it. I've asked a couple of guests to be with us today. I sent an email announcement out about Corey Nelson, who's our new Deputy Chief of Business Operations. As I mentioned, Katrina Turturro has done a wonderful job since she joined us about 18 months ago. She's now set to retire, and she's leaving a big job for Corey to step into. So Corey, why don't you come up here and introduce yourself for me? Hi everyone, um, I'm two weeks in with the county, but I'm not the newest person here, so that's good news. I'm very excited to be taking on these responsibilities and assisting everybody with accomplishing FIRE's mission. How much your background? Uh, I didn't know how much detail. So I have been with the county about nine years, and I started as a CAO analyst working with a variety of departments. Uh, then I worked for ITD as the Chief Finance Officer for uh, the last four and a half years. So as Corey started, we talked about what are the values for her section of the organization. We said transparency and trust and competency are the, are the three things that we're really looking for. So Corey, you came highly recommended with all of those. You're a strong leader. We're excited to have someone leading our business team. When I started as a, as a fire chief, I, I brought your position in because I recognize how valuable it is to have somebody that started at the bottom and then, then focus their education on learning about governments and how does it all work and looking at how can we do this better. And so I'm really pleased to have you leading this section of the organization. You're a valuable team member. Two weeks, it already seems like I've known you two years. You've brought <laughs> in a lot of good, fresh ideas. And while we're going to miss Katrina, I feel absolutely comfortable you're going to continue to lead just like she has and make County Fire better. So thank you for being here. Well, thanks. Appreciate I'm excited. It. I, I uh, brought in another team member, Amber Darling. And Amber, Amber is our supervisor fiscal specialist. And to be honest, when we, we first hired Amber, uh, you, you replaced a long-term member of our team. But I came and sat down with you and I said, what exactly does your position entail? So why don't you introduce yourself and then talk a little bit about your, your section, what you're doing every day for County Fire. Okay. Um, hello, my name's Amber and I'm the Supervising Fiscal Specialist over here in the admin office. And um, our team processes all the invoices, the payments that need to go out, um, just keeping things going on the fiscal side of things. Um, I came into a great team and it's just been over two months and it's been just a, a great fit here, here for me. So a little bit of what your team does because we, the fire department can't run without your section. Right, yes, yes. So um, when vehicles need to be purchased, you know, the invoices come through our office, um, electric bills, water bills, anything 
fiscal that needs to be taken care of um, comes through. Thank you for what you do. We appreciate you. you. And again, it's so important to make sure we're getting ahead of the curb and we're looking at what do we need to do in the future. You've just done a great job stepping into that role. Thank, Thank you, thank you for joining us for a minute. A couple other important dates that are going to occur. November 18th is the tower graduation at the Steelworkers Auditorium in Fontana. We're looking forward to hiring or getting the 17 new recruits onto the floor. That'll be occurring November 20th. Assistant Chief Dave Corbin sent out an email recently regarding staffing in the North Desert, uh, specifically in Hellendale. Now, we've had an ambulance in Hellendale and a three-person engine, but we recognize with the FP5, the original FP5 formation in Hellendale, it stated that we need to have an engineer and two firefighter paramedics. So we are going to take medic engine four to four personnel. That ambulance, there was an email that came out from Division Chief Joe Barna, that ambulance is going to be redeployed back into Atalanto. So thank you as your patience as we're working through this. We're looking forward to getting our new team members on. We recognize that you're still working way too hard, um, a lot harder than you should. You're working too many days away from your family. We did meet with 935 yesterday in labor management. We talked about a staffing plan. We talked about our towers, how to speed up some of the towers, and how do we get additional people on the floor. So I'll take a minute to talk about that. I did send an email out last week. Essentially what we're going to do is we have a lateral test. We, we, we conducted a lateral test. We have some lateral firefighters joining us in January. Those lateral firefighters are going through a four to six week orientation, four weeks at the bare minimum. And, uh, we're going to take those and get them on the floor as soon as we can. We've also taken people that have tested in this organization that have a Firefighter 1 cert. They've been through a state-approved academy. And if they were high enough on the list, we've gathered them together as 19 individuals. And we're going to put them through a modified tower. It's only going to be six weeks in length. The idea is they've already received the Firefighter 1 curriculum through a state-approved academy. Now they're going to go through the six-week tower. Listen, I would love for everybody in this organization to go through an 18-week tower, just like many of you did. And I think it's really important that we have that consistent product. Right now, it's very important that people are going home, that we reduce the forces. So these uh, 19 individuals will go through this six-week tower. That doesn't mean that's the only tower they're going to go through. They may have continuing education. They may come back for part two on the tower. But it's an important step to making sure that we have staffing. Finally, mid-February, we're going to be starting tower, another tower, which will be 50 individuals. This is the tower where we're going to put as many paramedics in as we can, and then we're going to have the EMTs in. We've been meeting with 935 on where those EMTs are going to go, where they're going to be deployed. There'll be more information on this later. It's also bid day today. I guess that's another important date. So I've asked uh, Division Chief Shane Glaze to meet with us and give you a pass down. And the reason I say pass down is Chief Glaze, who's been a strong mentor of mine for a long time, uh, has informed me he only has 24 work days left. Is that counting today? No. Thank God. <laughs> Please give us a pass down on the Wildland Division. All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, currently we have the FSA 3 uh, position is open for recruitment. So if you know anybody that meets those minimum qualifications, please have them apply. We also plan on opening the FSA 1 recruitment 
the first week of December, and that will be open for about a month. And that's our, uh, those are our seasonal employees that, that uh, work for us for about nine months, and then they get laid off for the wintertime, and then they return the following year. We do plan on a lot of vacancies uh, for next year due to the, uh, the towers, and, and, and we, we'll be losing some of our personnel to the tower. Uh, crew 6 and Crew 7. Crew 6 will be staffed until December 15th. That will be their last day. And Crew 7's last day will be December 18th. At that time, we'll downstaff the crew from a 21-person crew down to five for the winter time. And uh, we're going to spread those two crews out over a six-day period. And we should have availability for the crews uh, every day but Wednesday. And they'll be staffed with approximately five people. Our crews did go up to the Dixie Fire for about 21 days this year. Uh, they, they gained a lot of experience and uh, they did a lot of firing operations with uh, drone technology and helitorches. And we're actually doing a joint training with CAL FIRE December 1st, if anybody is interested at the camp. Uh, CAL FIRE received a helitorch for San Bernardino. So a helitorch is, uh, hangs onto a helicopter and they drop fire from it. Another tool we learned to use this summer was the, uh, the drone dropping uh, fire as well. Both those products will be uh, on display up at the fire camp on December 1st. So if any of you would like to come see that, feel free. Uh, on, the, uh, on the dozer, um, we've had a dozer in county fire for 26 years. Uh, it's never been staffed full time uh, up until recently. Uh, on uh, November 20th, uh, the dozer will be staffed 24 hours a day, seven days a, a week on shift, A, B, and C shift. So we, you'll, you'll meet these individuals. Marty, Bra Marty Adams came from CAL FIRE and Brian Baxter came from the U.S. Forest Service. They're currently in a two-week orientation at the camp and doing some orientation with HR, Comm Center, and, and everywhere they need to be at the shop, at the warehouse, and all that. So on uh, November 20th, you'll see those individuals uh, on calls and, and we'll have that dozer staff for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week with, with either the excavator or a loader or a skid steer or even a dozer for your needs. And that's it. Shane, I wanna thank you for your dedication to this organization. I remember uh, the day you started and uh, came to work for us and you, you'd been with CAL FIRE and I was just amazed that you would take the opportunity to come to CSA 38 and help us build this department and that you have. You've taken us to a whole different level. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got 24 more days to talk to you every single day about deferring your retirement um, carefully because I don't want your wife yelling at me, but thank you for what you've done. How about replacing Shane Glaze? That's a very difficult one. Uh, we do have a division chief and assistant chief flyer that's out right now. The, the flyer is going to be closing in just about a week and a half, I think. I understand there's some applicants from uh, the inside, which is great. We want to grow people from the inside for these positions. There's a couple applicants from the outside as well. Shane's going to be the first division chief that we replace due to the timeline. So what we'll do is we'll hold interviews specifically for that position. If uh, you're a county fire employee that meets the qualifications, you will absolutely be guaranteed an interview, and then we'll, we'll probably interview one or two select external applicants that have the knowledge base for this position. Uh, the position is a lot more than just having the wildland fire knowledge, which Shane is, is immense, but it's about leadership skills, and it's about relationship building and cooperation and collaboration 
about community risk reduction, and about bringing all those together in a strong team fashion. Shane, thank you for, for doing that. I've asked Deputy Chief Washington to be with us and give us an update on his section. Thank you, Chief. Uh, good afternoon. From the Deputy Chief of Administration, I have an update just regarding our stations. As you all know, we have a, you know, we're really trying to build a very long-term uh, plan, although we don't want it to take a long term, but that's how the construction typically works. Uh, so we're about 25% complete with our fire station assessments. Uh, so we're, we have about another three quarters of the way to go. Uh, next week we will be in DeVore and Wrightwood. And so looking forward to uh, getting those station assessments finished and then also hopefully spending some time with the crews there uh, so we can just kind of talk about uh, things that are going on in your area. So that's what's going on with station assessments. Um, uh, also, 226 is one of the priority construction uh, 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 you know, projects on our list. Uh, we've gone after two different parcels. Unfortunately, uh, those two parcels did not work out well for us, although they're still somewhat on the table. Uh, we have found another parcel which is just to the rear of Station 226, and so we've had a lot of discussions, planning, and meetings regarding that parcel. Uh, that parcel was owned by the Flood Control District, and uh, we had a meeting just last week, as a matter of fact, and we have uh, support from the Flood District to go ahead and develop on that site. And uh, what we're working out now is working on an appraisal. Uh, they have to sell that if they agree to sell it, which they have verbally done so, uh, that can only be sold from uh, public entity to public entity uh, by fair market value. And so we have to have an appraisal to find out what the fair market value is. Uh, so we started down that process uh, last week. Uh, we already have the design finished, so we know what the design looks like. There's still an opportunity to make a couple of adjustments, uh, which we did last week. Uh, we have to make some decisions on if we're going to demo the existing fire station. And one of the things that we know we appreciate with that fire station is that we could potentially store uh, equipment and vehicles there. Uh, but what we're leaning toward doing is demolishing that station and just adjusting the design so that we can have uh, an appropriate facility or, or structure to uh, house reserve vehicles and equipment. So again, we're looking at the demo of that station after the new station is built and so that we can utilize that space in a much better way. So we'll be meeting with you all to just kind of talk about uh, how that's gonna work out for Division Two. Let's see. Uh, the other thing that I would share uh, with you, as you all know, Station 227 is also a priority as far as the replacement. Uh, had a conversation with County Council uh, also uh, maybe a week and a half or two ago. Uh, that is in the hands of County Council. Uh, we need that review re to make sure that the legalities are taken care of as far as a uh, land swap uh, of a parcel that is, uh, that is uh, noted to be for park use. 
So once we get that worked out uh, from a legal review, we'll be able to move forward with that. Uh, one other item that I will share with you is, a head, is the headquarters. There was a lot of work done there, a lot of uh, steam moving forward. Um, we expect it to go to the board uh, this month, unfortunately, uh, due to some issues that had to be addressed in the CAO's office. Uh, that's being moved to December 7th. Uh, so with that, I think that covers the major projects that we're working on. Thank you. Chief, do you want to show the sign? That the sign oh, is going to look sure. Uh, so we've gone through working with uh, Tracy's office. Uh, we're looking to uh, let the public know what's coming their way. You know, we always want to make sure that uh, the public knows what kind of work's being done, um, you know, where their uh, money is going. And so we came up with a sign uh, that we that we want to put up on our parcels where we have fire stations coming. So what you're seeing is what that sign looks like. Um, you know, we think it looks great. Uh, and so we've already purchased uh, three of those signs. Uh, our first station to put this up at is planned to be station 302. So we'll, we'll be working with uh, Chief Corbin and uh, you know the crews there to make sure that we kind of do that the best way possible but at some point again we definitely want to let the public know what's coming uh, we don't want them to expect there'll be a fire station there next week uh, but I think the public generally understands uh, that it takes time to get this going so uh, please let us know what you think about the sign uh, there's a potential to make some adjustments into the future but for every parcel that we acquire our plan is to put some signage up to let the public know uh, that their fire station is coming soon. Thanks, Chief Washington, for your work. Uh, it's a tremendous amount of work meeting with residential services, PMD. You would think that it would just be a couple conversations and you're off to the, rec to the races, but um, this is very time consuming and takes weeks and weeks and weeks as you go through public procurement and the laws that we need to get the, the different agencies that are involved. Um, it's difficult. So thank you for your efforts there. Last night I had the opportunity to attend Congressman Oberlolte's Everyday Hero Dinner in which they recognized Captain Spencer Brumbaugh for his efforts in saving lives as a SWAT team member, as a county firefighter. So many of you know the stories, uh, a couple of them that he was recognized for, Spencer went to a hostage situation and with the gunman still loose, Spencer uh, was able to carry a victim out of the house. And the second incident that we most, that most of us know about was the San Bernardino PD incident where a, an officer, two officers were shot and Spencer arrived and absolutely saved those officers' lives. So uh, Congressman Obernolte recognized about 20 heroes, a lot of deputies and a couple of firefighters. But when it came time to read Spencer's story, he had a standing ovation. So Spencer, thank you for the work that you do for our residents in San Bernardino. It's tremendous. We truly appreciate you. Another person that's coming to my mind right now is Jason McLaughlin. And Jason has been absolutely steadfast when it uh, comes time this time of year for the Spark of Love toy drives, organizing, arranging uh, his team of volunteers. Uh, spent or excuse me, Jason, I want to thank you and your team for all the efforts you do. I want to thank every one of our members for participating in these drives to fill the boots, for raising the money and the toys for the, the, the needy families 
in our county. It's a big deal, and it takes a lot of effort. Those of you that are staying behind to work for Jason as he does this, thank you. We know it's an impact on your families. We appreciate you. We did have one question that I know about, and it said, Chief, what, what plans do you have to retain current employees from going to other departments where they may be a more significant paramedic stipend or better benefits? Negotiations is a 935 role. I have met with HR and the CEO and the board members, and I've expressed support in negotiations. I know that President Kergoli has uh, met with HR, and that he's starting those conversations. I personally believe that we need to recognize the members that are here, the hard work that you put in every single day, the sacrifices that you're giving to your family. Recognize that many of you could choose to go to a different department for pay. So there'll be more to the story later on. I personally uh, am not involved in those negotiations. I'm, I'm acting as a department head, which is to express approval that we need to negotiate, expressing the need that we want to make sure that we're compensating all our employees for the work that they do, recognizing that the job market is completely different than where it was over the past few years. So uh, thank you for your patience in that. And uh, that's, that's the only answer I can give you at this time. Tracy, is there any more questions? No other questions at this time, Chief. Again, we're going to hire folks as quick as we can. We're going to get you home to your families. We appreciate your patience in this. We certainly don't want to do an abbreviated tower, but it's important to get people out into the field and working. I recently sat on a Metro Fire Chiefs call. Metro Chiefs are, are those organizations that have more than 400 employees. And every Metro Chief talked about staffing, and we talked about the solutions that we're bringing forward. And every single one of them uh, that I recall, there may be one or two, but every, pretty much every one of them said that they're doing an abbreviated tower or they're doing abbreviated or orientation. In some cases, they're doing two-week orientations in an effort to get employees into the field. Now, those organizations, of course, are the lateral firefighters, but this has greatly changed the years past where organizations, even with their laterals, would put them through a significant orientation or they would do, in Los, uh, Long Beach's case, up to a 22-week academy. So we're on track with what other organizations are doing. Uh, we're probably doing a little better job because I think we're one of the first to recognize that how difficult it is to get paramedics. Let's hire EMTs and put them through school. A little bit on that. When we hire an EMT, we are going to require that they go to paramedic school. Chief Barna has been working with Crafton Hills and Victor Valley College to set up county fire contracts for the paramedic school. These will be abbreviated paramedic schools. Right now, if you've been to a paramedic academy uh, lately, it's, it's about a year, maybe even a little longer in some cases. Chief Barna's got it down to seven and a half months. He's gotten Crafton Hills to agree just to teach to the state minimum. Now again, that doesn't mean that we just want a warm body or someone that barely passes the test. We're going to make sure we have quality individuals. So just like the paramedic academies and orientations and towers, if it is abbreviated, we'll make sure that we catch those employees up through continuous education or by doing a mini, mini academy on the end. So we're going to hire EMTs. They're going to need to work at least six, or excuse me, one year full time to get off probation. And then they're going to be required to go to that paramedic school. Now there may be some variants to that plan. There's some different ideas on whether we should do paramedic first and then a tower. Uh, if we should speed up the paramedics uh, before they're off probation, 
we'll be able to talk those through through labor management, figure out a better plan on what that actually looks like. But we're moving full speed ahead to making sure we have paramedics. More importantly, we're moving very quickly to make sure that we have qualified individuals that are able to work here as firefighters so that we can reduce the impact on your organization. I know that, um, that words can be meaningless, but I do want to say thank you again for your efforts, for coming to work, even when you're getting forced long hours and long days. I specifically want to thank your families because I recognize this is not the work-life balance that you signed up for. The most important thing that we can do is make sure this never occurs again. And that plan is in motion. We're going to make sure that we're consistently hiring individuals, even if we ever go through something like COVID. We're going to make sure that we're bringing people through the door. Thank you very much for uh, joining us today. And as always, if there's any additional questions that we can answer, please email them or text them to Tracy Martinez or go through your chain of command. Thanks for what you do for County Fire. This has been County Fire Insight for Tuesday, November 9th, 2021.